Welcome to the Fully Equipped Podcast, where we read through the Bible together and help to answer any questions you might have. Howdy ho, neighbors. Welcome to the Fully Equipped Podcast. I'm Travis, and Zach is not here with us today. He is at home. I think what it is, is we ate lunch at a convenience store, and... That's not always the best place to get food, and I guess I prayed harder than he did, and I'm okay, and he's homesick, so we have a guest with us tonight, and it's my lovely wife, Karee. Say hi, Karee. Hey, y'all. And she's very nervous. I don't know why, because she goes live (laughs) on Facebook all the time, and she's constantly doing stuff like this, but when it comes to sit down, she's just, she's like, if y'all could see her right now, she's bright red. To tell everything you know. Well, I'll, I'll tell them everything I know. I wish y'all could see us. I'm having a good hair day today. I look extra handsome. Always. See, see. Well, we're glad to have everybody back. Hopefully you've been able to keep up and, um, and I really pray that you're getting something out of it. Uh, we've been doing our best to keep up. Life's kind of a mess right now. A little bit. Yeah, we got the house being remodeled, and so we moved everything into a couple of rooms, and um, they put a new roof on today, so it sounded like, uh, I don't know, like there was thunder going on, elephants on the roof. Elephants, definitely. So that was really fun, but the roof is on, and it looks good. It looks great. So I'm super excited. Me too. Our heads are going to stay dry. <laughs> no, the roof wasn't leaking before, but it just needed to be replaced. So we are in, we're finishing up this week with um, oh, 15, 16, 17, and 18 is what uh, is our reading for the next next couple of days. And so we just kind of wanted to talk through and and look at some of this and I guess one of the things that I really found um, interesting is as we read the Bible in context we understand we talk about who wrote it when it was written um, remember that Moses wrote it he was writing it to the uh, the Israelites as they were coming out of Egypt I'm tired I almost said they were, he was writing it to the Egyptians, <laughs> but that would have been ridiculous. I'm pretty sure they didn't care. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure this was the last thing that they cared about. <laughs> but he was writing it to the Israelites uh, during the time of Exodus as they, as they, after they had come out of Egypt. And I think when you understand that, you see things like in, in uh, chapter 15, uh, verse... 13, it says, Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them 400 years. And also the nation whom they serve I will judge. Afterward they shall come out with great possessions. Now as for you, 
You shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall return here for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. So I find it really fascinating when we understand who it was written to that this would have been something that they were living out. They were living that out in the moment. Yeah. Um, this would be something that we've seen God made the promise to them about the land he was going to give them. Now he's leading them out. He's talked about them being in, a, in Egypt. Um, he's talked about them coming out of Egypt with great possessions. And he's talked about the land that they're going to, that they've given to, that, that God has given to their forefather. Um, and so I can only imagine how much it would have boosted them. Kind of like when we pray and we pray for something and then you see it come to pass. Yeah. Um, it encourages us. It strengthens our faith. Yes. Um, I think we did that with your grandpa. Yeah. Uh, I hate yeah. to I hate to admit it, and I probably shouldn't put it since it's going on a recording, but he's 90. Yeah. And with all that was wrong with him, he was, if y'all don't know, he was, his heart had stopped. He had pneumonia. He had a... He had MRSA. MRSA, had, which I found out, if you don't know what that is, that's a staph infection. Superbug staph infection. A superbug staph infection. So it's like the Superman staph infection that... <laughs> can only be defeated by kryptonite and it was Pretty in much. his and it was in his lungs with yeah. a pneumonia it was it was a staph pneumonia a staph pneumonia yeah and so um and they needed to take care of all of that before they could even talk about doing anything with his heart and a pacemaker and there was just all these things going on and so we prayed and yeah. of course we prayed what we always pray you know we want god's will to be done we don't yeah. want god to do what what we want him to do we want you know god knows better than we do and we prayed if it was his will for him to be healed and he woke up he's off the ventilator he's not out of the woods yet but he's much farther along than i thought he ever would have been and so it's just a real encouragement to see to see what god can do um and and his 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 love and so I can only imagine as the Israelites are coming out and they're hearing this uh, about what God had promised uh, their father because they know him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We see, it refer, you know, we see him referred to as that over and over again. And so that's just really interesting to me. And that's a tidbit that you miss if you don't understand the context and the original author and the original, the original intent. Yes. Um, we go from there. We see chapter 15 is about God's covenant. Um, 17 is the sign of the covenant. 18 is the son of promise. Um, we're not going to try to talk through all of this stuff because honestly it's kind of late and we're kind of tired and we're both hungry. Yes. And it ought to be shorter because... It's just going to be me doing a lot of talking because Cree doesn't want to talk too much. <laughs> now I'm just embarrassing her. She's turning red again, so so y'all know. Stop telling everything you know. <laughs> it's not everything oh I know. Oh, my goodness. I like to tease her, but it's okay. She teases me. 
That's not She true. just waits till it's not on a recording for <laughs> the whole world to see, to see, to hear. <laughs> this isn't Facebook Live. Um, we see in chapter 15 where God had made the promise. If you remember, we've already read it. We kind of talked about it a little bit last time, but um, chapter 12 God makes a promise to Abraham in chapter 13. He talks about the land and kind of reinforces that chapter 15. And it's real easy to read through this. We spent a week on it, but we've got to understand it's been years. Yeah. So it was chapter 12, uh, Abram, I keep wanting to say Moses. And if I've said Moses at all, I meant Abram. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear you say that. So maybe, maybe you didn't. Yeah, I did Wednesday night teaching. Luckily, yeah. Liz caught me and, and corrected me, so yeah. everybody knew. But I usually don't confuse Abraham and Moses. I usually confuse Moses and Noah. Yes. Because those are two, you know. They're, they're how two many, completely different people. That's right. But, how many yeah. animals did Moses have on the ark? Two of every kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can, we can tell between chapter 12 and chapter... Let's see, 17, that there was uh, 24 years that had passed yeah. just between those, those few chapters. Um, and so God's coming back. You know, that's where we really see in chapter 15. It's Abraham going, okay, God, this is what you promised me and this is what you said, but it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe I misunderstood. Did you mean that? It's going to be somebody that was born in my household, and that's who we're going to consider my child, uh, because I'm I'm not getting any younger here. Yeah. Um, and so in in chapter sixteen, I think we see him get a little bit impatient, and so Sarai, Adam's wife, says, "Born him no children," and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. And so, essentially, Abram took Hagar as a wife and had a surrogate child through her. Through her. And as soon as she got pregnant, then there was some conflict between Sarai and Hagar. And it really, I, th I don't think Sarai comes out looking very good here. Well... I can't blame her because <laughs> I would not have been. But it was her idea. Yeah, but. She was the one that you know, said it. Sometimes you have a great idea and then it turns into not such a great idea. And, the, and you realize it after it happens. So we, we see the jealousy creep in. And uh, I think, uh, I don't know if Abram shows wisdom here or not. I kind of feel like he does. Because uh, it says in verse 5, Then Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. So Abram said to Sarah, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. I think that was a smart man going, hey, she's yours. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm not going to choose between you. I think that was 
less smart and more, I just don't want to deal with this. I think that was just being afraid of, yeah. uh, of his wife and what she might do to him. And <laughs> yeah. So, but I think we see toward the end of that, um, as she's leaving, God came to her and, and makes her a promise. Um, Hagar. Hagar, yes, says to return and uh, submit herself under her. And the Lord says, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against his hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him. He shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Now I'm reading the New King James, and it says he shall be a wild man. But New Living says that he will be a wild man as untamed as a wild donkey. And I think the NIV, if I remember right, it calls says, him a, a donkey man or something along those lines. It says, um, we lost it. It says he will be a wild donkey of a man. A wild donkey of a man. I think I know a few. I know some wild donkeys. Wild donkeys of a man. Yeah. I think I've met a few of them, especially driving on the roads going to Houston and out of. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what we'll just have to remember to mm, yell Start at calling them. people that. Wild donkeys. Get out of the way, you wild donkey of a man. That's a good idea. Yeah. I think we can get away with that and not be, Yeah. I don't feel like it's very know. Christ-like. I'm but, thinking probably not. But God said it um, because this wasn't the child that God was speaking about. This wasn't the child of promise. Um, and with Abram and, and Sarai, I think they're getting older and they're starting to kind of question. And sometimes we hear something from God and we want to help him along, right? Yeah. We get tired. You know, we don't want to operate in God's time. We want to, or time period goes by and we start to question. And so they helped him out and we see God step in and he still shows love um, he still shows love to Hagar and to Ishmael. Um, and matter of fact, we see, uh, we see Abram, um, or later on when he's called Abraham, we see him, that how much he cares for Ishmael, for his firstborn son. Yeah. Um, so it's just really, you know, it's really fascinating um, to see. We see at the end of 16 that Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael. And so it's going to be another uh, 14 years before he has Isaac. So there's 14 years between chapter 16 and chapter 18. Actually, that may not be right. Well, there's 13 years between... No, Isaac isn't born until chapter 21. Between 16 and 17, right? 13. Yeah, 86, he was 99 in mm -hmm. chapter 17. And so we see in chapter 17, he, he reaffirms that covenant, that promise that he's made to him. Um, we also see in chapter 17 where there's something that's been instituted for the first time, and that is circumcision. 
Um, which to me, if I'm just going to be completely honest, is such a weird sign. You know, I think there are things that are just odd to us. Mm-hmm. And maybe when we get to heaven, if we're not so distracted by everything else, then maybe we can just say, hey, can you just explain this to me? Because yeah. that just doesn't make sense. Well, and I have a feeling it probably went back to a cultural thing as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there's people out there that can go into the deep spiritual significance, you know, the theology behind why. But we do know that it moved from, and here it talks about uh, circumcision. And when we get into the New Testament, the sign isn't a physical one anymore. So we don't have to be physically circumcised, but it's a circumcision of the heart. Right. Matter of fact, I don't even think you have to wait until you get to the New Testament. I'm pretty sure Deuteronomy talks about circumcision of the heart. I know Jesus talks about it yeah. to the Pharisees. And so that's what we see a lot of times is we see types and shadows in the Old Testament. We talked about that last week. So we see uh, this is a shadow of what's to come. So it went from a physical thing to being a... Uh, to being a spiritual thing. Yeah. And I guess one of my questions I've always had, and I'm just kind of, now I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, so there is no telling where we end up. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but thinking out loud, uh, I guess one of the things I always question about it, well, if, if circumcision is a sign, but circumcision happens in a private area that is always covered then how who's it assigned to it must not be assigned to other people that must just be assigned between that person and God that's true and then when you get to the New Testament circumcision of a heart that's another thing that's going to be assigned between it's a personal thing between you and God that people can't see your heart because we know a lot of people who put on a good show yeah but it's all show yeah that when it comes down to it that's not uh, that's not who they really are or what they really think or they what they really feel. Well, I think what I, what I keep thinking um, I mean it's not really the same thing, but it kind of is in, in my mind anyway uh -huh. um, is fasting. you know it's something between you and God and you don't advertise to everyone that you've done it um, or that you're doing it. And so, um, I guess this being hidden in my mind is kind of the same thing as, as fasting being, being hidden, you know, you're supposed yeah. to still get up and wash your face and comb your hair and put on clothes and, and go on about your day. And so I guess it's kind of the same. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I guess being a woman and not, not dealing with this particular thing, it's. Well, I'm glad that it's done as a baby and not as a... Yeah. Because I don't know. That'd be a, that'd, <laughs> I think God was asking a lot of some of them right there. But I've also heard that because it commands here that anybody who is... Or he who is eight days old shall be circumcised. It says that in verse 12 uh, of chapter 17. But 
so when you go, but when you look at the age, so everybody there was circumcised. Everybody in the household was circumcised then. Right. But then after that, it would be once they re eight, reached eight days old, they were to be circumcised. Mm -hmm. And I have heard, and I don't know if this is true, so this is one of those things that I'll put out there and encourage you to read for yourself and don't repeat until you've studied it out for yourself. But I've always heard that Ishmael um, is the father of the Arab nations, right. of the Arab peoples, which a lot of them comes out of uh, Islam. Right. And so Islam, from what I understand about Islam, it traces its roots back to Ishmael. Right. And that's where a lot of the dispute, land disputes come from because Ishmael was the firstborn, and so there's a lot of dispute between Islam and um, and Israel because of goes all the way back to it's a family squabble but I've also heard that in Islam that they get circumcised at 14 and Ishmael would have been 14 when Isaac was born when it says when Abram was 99 and he was 86 when he had them so now my fact checker is going to pull this up, <laughs> and, and we're going to find out and tell you right now. So we're going to have a little dead air here. While, while she looks that up, we will, we will continue on so we don't have to sit in silence and wonder. Um, but Ab Abram obeyed and this is also the chapter where we don't have to call him Abram anymore um, that God changed his name to Abraham and so I find it interesting so we kind of talked about how the Israelites coming out of Egypt during the exodus are hearing about the promise that God made to Abraham and then they're hearing that it comes to pass about this 400 years that they've spent in slavery and now they're coming out and God's promised this land as an inheritance. Uh, and it's easy for, oh, I said 14. Side note, I just noticed something. Ishmael was 13 when he was well, circumcised. Um, now, I only looked at one spot, but this says that um, Jewish boys are circumcised at eight days and Muslim boys can be circumcised any time before puberty. Okay. So. So there you go. So we're going to believe this website and go from there. And you can do more research on your own if you want to know. And I know I just skipped around on some thoughts here, but that's how my mind works. So we're going to jump right back into where I pushed pause on my head. And, and so what I was saying was we see the Israelites are living through. So they're seeing something that God had promised and they're living it out and it's building their faith. And I think what that means for us today is we see that has happened time and time again in the Old Testament. And now we're living through all of these prophecies. We've seen it come to pass and we're living in the time uh, that the Savior has come that's been promised for all of these years. Yeah. And so it builds our faith to be able to see that from the time of Eve, we see it in chapter th Genesis chapter 3. We see God begin this promise. 
We see it carry through to um, Abraham in chapter 12. We see it repeated to him a number of times, and we'll see it continue to be repeated a number of more. Now he talks about this son of promise and the everlasting covenant's going to be with him and his descendants. We're going to see it happen with, we're going to see this promise come through all the way through David, and then we see it come all the way through to its fulfillment with Jesus. And we're living in this time period. And I think sometimes it's easy for us to take that for granted. Yeah. It's easy for us to just to just take God's grace and his mercy and just take it for granted. Well, Jesus died for us and now we can and uh, you know, now we can live however we want or do whatever we want, or we boil Christianity down to this thing where, well, as long as I go on Sunday or you know, as long as I put on a, a a good show for people and they can see what a good Christian I am, yeah. and it always comes back to the heart. And we've got to remember not to take it for granted. We've got to remember to um, the extent that God went to yeah. to bring us back to Him. It was a, a it was a long journey, and so, but one that I'm sure I'm glad that he did because on our own we would never figure it out we'd have never made it no. and i really think that's what the uh, first 11 chapters of the bible tell us they call those the primeval chapters that's when uh we see evil run rampant and then uh then there's a word for the ones after that starting with verse 12 the and I forget the name of it now, but it's something fancy. I was going to look smart, and I just made myself look more dumb. <laughs> so I think that's probably a pretty good place to to wrap it up. I encourage you to keep reading and stay with it. Um, we'll pick up Monday with chapter 19. And actually, I'll just kind of let you in that we will probably start a little bit. We'll probably pick up some of chapter 18, even though we've read it this week. Uh, because 18 kind of ties in with 19 so god bless everybody we've got we want to thank y'all for joining and we'll talk to you next time bye y'all thank you for listening to the fully equipped podcast you can find us on itunes or spotify as well as www.fullyequipped.church if you have any questions please email us at podcast at fullyequipped.church. Have a blessed day.